Right at the Fork is supported by Picnic, the app where you can share and discuss your best dishes. Picnic. Eat better together. That's P-I-Q-N-I-Q. Download it today on iTunes. at it Chris for another week here at right at the fork and uh pretty excited about today's episode I'm really excited about it yeah we we uh we we're actually recording our little intro a few hours after we got to speak with Rick but I'm still thinking about all the different things we talked about it's uh yeah there were a lot and it was it was uh there's a lot of good information in there if you're a Lardo fan and you've been following the controversy uh, with Rick Ciancarelli. We didn't mention his last name. Yeah. Rick Ciancarelli. Yeah. Oh, and I, should say, Grasa. and I should say, and I'm, I'm Court Johnson, and you're Chris Angelus from Right at the Fork. Oh, people don't need to know well, that. You know. Just voices. They, if, this, if this is their first time listening to Right at the Fork, first of all, thank you. Yes. Second of all, I'm Court Johnson. That's Chris Angelus from <laughs> right, at, right at the Fork and Portland Food Adventures. Yes, thanks. Check the website out. As a matter of fact, we have a trip with the guy you're going to hear from today to go, if you like him. Yeah, and 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 even if whether you like me or not, uh, we're going to be going to Italy in September. I, for me, Chris, that's the it's the perfect way to to travel when you're going somewhere you haven't been before to kind of have. It's not like a traditional tour where it's kind of boring, but mm-hmm. this is where it's it's a it's a culinary tour. You're getting to eat in the cool places so that you're not relying on either a book. Or, you know, I, I have traveled through uh, through Europe before where the people I were with were just like, hey, look, McDonald's. Yeah. Now, well, I will say one thing and not to sound too self-serving here, but I've said this before. It's a public service announcement because they're great trips. But if someone goes to PortlandFoodAdventures.com and clicks on the PFA International tab. Yeah. Then there are some quotes from our guests who came with us with Jose Chesa in Spain last year. Every one of them wrote us a glowing review, mm-hmm. and so that's that touches on what you were just yeah. talking about. It's a really cool way to see it. And the, on that on on that page, there are three of the trips we're doing in September. So that being said, that out of the way, mm-hmm. um, Rick is one of my best friends when it comes to chefs in Portland. Uh, probably my best. I met him through my cousin, okay, Jim Angelus, yeah, who owns uh, Bacon Bacon in, in, San, in Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. And he didn't own Bacon Bacon at the time, but he came up for a trip, and we did a whirlwind through Portland, you know, what we usually do when someone comes to town. Right. And he said, I gotta, you got to meet a friend of mine who used to work with me in Westport, Connecticut, and uh, at a Todd English restaurant. It doesn't come to mind. I meant to ask Rick what it was. Um, and Rick came to meet us at Porque No, and uh, we became friends from there. And you'll hear on the podcast, um, I did my best to help him get to where he is today with Lardo, and I'm really happy to see him be so successful. Three Lardos coming up on a second Grasso. Yeah, and, I, and, and to some degree, this could be a somewhat continuation, a sequel of our conversation with Kurt Huffman, where we get kind of a secondary look at some of the, uh, some of the things going on in town that, you know, on the controversial level. Yeah, it's, it's sad, yeah. but I hope they resolve it soon. Mm-hmm. But uh, the whole Lardo thing is... Uh, it's it's been in the news lately, and we're happy to provide a little more information. And as you said, perspective from another source, yep. uh, who's 
part of the whole thing. So um, nice to have Rick Gencarelli with us today. So my problem is I want to wear sports hats too. Like I just went to a Blazer game and uh, I got a really nice hat. But I feel like if I wear it, people are going to. It's too. It's too. Expensive. Well, I'm gonna invite people to. Hey, how about the? You know, and then I'm gonna. They're gonna realize that I'm just a basically a half a man when it comes to sports. Well, yeah, so, they're gonna realize you, you're only wearing it for the fashion. Yeah, you is... wear a hat, and you want to support the team, but you also, you know, people are gonna be like, you're what? you're worried that somebody's gonna come up to you and start talking about Damian Lillard's great night and start yeah, no, asking gonna, for stats. And then he's and gonna I, say, I who's there. Damian Lillard? I was there. Troy McClarty took. Wasn't that crazy? Game. That, cra- that was game crazy. was so crazy. It was awesome. You basketball fan? I am, but I haven't. I haven't been oh, following. No, this, I'm, I cut the cord this year, so I'm not following. No, this, it as this much. game, this game in February was no about the I game. I saw the was, highlights of that. It yes. was nuts. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. He couldn't miss anything. I do. No. I see everything after the fact. And I was, and I felt guilty because me not being like a super fan or anything. I'm there at one of the <clears throat> best games of the year, but it I was mean, awesome. What do you deprive some somebody that would have appreciated it more? <laughs> no, you know, I there's feel a that lot way. of people that don't appreciate it. But anyway, so, I'll wear but you the hat. Get to go. That's good. I'll wear the hat. I'll just have some. I'll I'll prepare some talking points before I wear it, just so I can have some some. Uh, I think you just want to wear it away from the store. What? My, which store? Lardo. Oh, wear it away from. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your you're place, right. You're right. Your restaurant. That's a good call. So you don't have to deal with those questions. But all right. So before you get started, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I brought yeah, a hat. Go ahead. Because you, I saw you yesterday, and you paid me a compliment and said I always wear the best. Oh, hats. New Grasa hat. I brought you. And this fresh is what I liked about the one from Texas. Yeah, nice. Kurt doesn't get one. You know, we have Kurt, to. I brought him. So do I? Do I need to be like, hey, <laughs> I brought him. That's a nice hat. <laughs> I brought Kurt some uh, some sandwich cards. Yeah, no, but you know what? Right, I'll I take like the sandwiches. The shots in the summer because when I walk on the beach, awesome. I, I need the. Yeah, I need the uh, ventilation. I'm not. Sh- yeah, I didn't know if you were a hat guy or not. You I, you, I, I am. I, you are a hat guy. I can't. I, it's not that I love them, but I have and, to. But some people wear hats better than other people, and Rick's one of those guys where he, it doesn't oh, matter yeah. what hat and you he's wear. Got Rick a full head of hair. Yeah, so bullshit. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's just it. Is it looks so like it's such a part of you. Yeah. And everybody, like Chris and I, who are losing on top, are like that guy's probably bald. You're not losing compared. Oh, to I. Oh, I. Well. Give me, saw, a, give me a few years when... Have you ever seen the show Man Seeks Woman? Yes. Did you see the latest episode? No, of, oh, I'm, man, a, I'm a little gotta, behind. you got to watch that. And I'm telling everybody, it. check out it's on FX. No. Man Seeks Woman about the balding. <laughs> right. They do the whole segment in the beginning that he's bald. Anyway... Yeah. So uh, good. You gotta you gotta tell Rick what we're doing now right. before we start. Yeah, before we get uh, well, we handed out gifts. That's part. Another thing we're gonna take <laughs> care of, Rick, is that uh, we we are instituting a new rule here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You cannot use the word amazing to All describe right. anything. <clears throat> right. right. I, I support that. We're gonna go with it. So the first rule is, well, go ahead. How's it work? Well, I, 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 we talked about this. I'm trying to remember the first rule. I think we give you like three, three times. Oh no, you're, no, you're no, not no. even gonna give us that many. No, you get two. You get, get two. One, okay. One, and you're supposed one, to find one a warning. sound effect. One warning. You need to find a sound effect. I'll just, like, I'll maybe just smack yeah. you upside the head. <laughs> Something. Yeah, that's it. The guest reaction <laughs> you punch. Yeah. <laughs> right. The old. And, uh, but that. It's not just. It's not just Rick. It's all everybody here it's in the everybody. studio. It's everybody. That's a new. It's a new rule for right at the fork. All right. We're gonna we're gonna force everyone to think a little harder than just using right. the word amazing, and that doesn't like that. count because I'm you know you're, you're using it in reference. Right, I'm using it in reference. Right, but, uh, and that includes me and you. And so, so. the deal is on the second one, 
And we may stick to this and we may face. not. Podcast no, is over. The podcast is over. <laughs> We're done. Oh, so harsh. it might be a 15-minute podcast <clears throat> so if, if so someone it, can't stick. Well, or, or if Rick's not enjoying himself, he knows what the out is. Oh, you know, the, He's like, yeah, we I'm have done. to change that rule because now that I think of it, there's <laughs> no... So, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> so we'll come up with it, but the, we're doing it because it's overused. And um, I thought it'd be kind of interesting to challenge people to, you know, I immediately go to incredible, but it's such a part of language that you just say it all the time. Yeah. So have you had guests that have uh, that have failed or passed? Oh, we, or? This, you're the first Oh, one. I'm the first grade. Yeah. You're the, you're the <laughs> guinea pig. Yeah, so uh, let's let's awesome. roll with it. I have a feeling like, like, awesome. that was the other word. Yeah, we but we figured one <laughs> word was enough, and we chose between the two. And awesome from what <clears throat> from all my uh, foreign friends that are like French or Italian, that's the word they say. That like I, I'm trying to understand your use of this word awesome <laughs> because like not everything is really awesome if they're taking it like the literal sense of the word. It just tell them it that means that you want to have sex. Oh, at particular right, yes. minute. That's. Yeah. So every time they hear it, that's what well, they, they think. The, the, the Italians, they assume that anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am, I right, right? Uh, Am I right, Reagan? Am I right? I think, uh, <laughs> I think Louis C.K. did a great job. Um, uh, with amazing. Yeah, was it amazing? And also hilarious. Yeah, it was it, hilarious. That's exactly what I think. And I had been thinking that, and he did that. That's what really gets you with comedians when they well, talk about something him. you've thought about. Yeah, he taps into your. Yeah, he taps into everything that you're. Thinking. Well, his whole thing. I think he ma- he married that that word with. The, with flight, with air flight, yeah. and how incredible we complain yeah. about the fact that we can't get Wi-Fi on the flight, and yeah. you're in the air anyway, Rick. Yeah. Man, we yeah. could do the, we could just bullshit the whole time, All right? And uh, and that might be the be- <laughs> a better podcast right. than the one. And we actually already did a podcast with you. Yeah. So you asked me. Hey Chris, how do I access that? And I went to look for it, and yeah, I went through don't. all the dates, and I was, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So uh, I have anyway, it, I have it archived. Maybe we should just release it out one day. That's what I think. It's like so, a bootleg podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the B sides. We'll yeah. do it, and it's got the old intro music and all that stuff. So, or it doesn't even have any music to it now, right? It's just a. You could actually I, turn it into this version. Think right. I could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could remaster it. Well, I could remaster them. Well, I'll all. tell you what. If this one sucks. Yeah. Then we'll just go back that to that in. one that's like two could, years old. Maybe you could put two of them together and have one acceptable podcast. <laughs> no, that's a good <laughs> idea. All right. So, but so we did it, and we, well, I think if I recall, we talked a lot about your background in Connecticut and getting to Vermont and all that good stuff. And yeah. That's actually some of that's accessible. If you Google when I used to write for About Face magazine and I interviewed you right before, oh, yeah. right right when you were finishing your run with the food cart. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, and that time the timing of that article was great. We, Kurt and I, were just starting to uh, talk and look for a space. Right, and then I had this huge, like, giant color photo of me in front of the cart eating a sandwich. Looks so like, important. Oh, awesome! So yeah. this is, Kurt's going to be. Really so if you want to access a lot of his background and and go back to Connecticut, which is yeah, it's really exciting. Kind of yeah, well, it wasn't <laughs> as exciting. I think we're, it's more exciting to pick up where you are now. Yeah, because I think you've got uh, a business. And you got two businesses. You got Grasa and Lardo, but Lardo is one that a lot of a lot of people, not only outside the industry but in the industry, would look at and say, "Man, how did how does that work? And how do how do you build that?" To and you've got you've still got a long way to go. Yeah. But how do you build that from a food cart to uh, where you are? And uh, you know, you had how long did how long was it just a food cart? It was uh, just shy of two years. Just shy of two years. Yeah, so I bet you it seemed a lot longer than that. Uh, <laughs> well, 
the, yeah, winter felt like ten years. So yeah, that's you know, what I do, meant. It's like dog years. That. And I remember you. Were, did you go to the? Did you ever go to the? Cart I don't. Cart? I don't think I was here and when when it was in cart form. Oh, but I but I you know I have followed I follow a lot of uh, people who are currently in carts mm -hmm. and whenever it's ex extremely cold or really hot, that's when I hear from them the most. It's right. just like I couldn't imagine being in a tin box. Well, he was, and and you know what Rick did, which was amazing. No. Oh. Does it count? Wait, wait, does there's it count? one. That's does, your does, warning. Does it count if you only get to the Z? No. No, I think I the didn't use the whole there. word. I, 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 All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him myself. You got to give me one. Give and, you a, what we have, a, we a have to establish if give you get you a, to the Z, <laughs> then that's it. That counts. So, but that's it. We just learned that. Yeah. But at any rate, what was? Um, he did this what, great thing. You were saying yes. What? Wow! It really is hard. Yeah. But what impressed me the most? There you go. What impressed me the most was when I used to go and hang out with you at the cart, and everybody else was gone, like at nine o'clock or whenever everybody closed, and you were there scrubbing the grease off of your cart yeah. for an hour or two every <laughs> single night. You know, putting your marriage in jeopardy. Yes. By doing it right. You know, yeah. like... Uh, Thank Char you for noticing. Yeah, well, Charles at, at Eurocart <laughs> was out of there like that. Yeah. And so was everybody else. But you were... They you had were... a different philosophy about cleanliness. They thought maybe all that grease sort of somehow... <laughs> Added um, to the flavor? Collectively, yeah, just added to the flavor. I, I didn't buy it's that. It's the way my dad always treated his uh, cast iron pans. It's just like, eh, now you don't need to clean it. That's flavors for the next day, <laughs> yeah. for the next meal. If you saw my grill outside my house, I guess I go with that same flavor. Right, 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 yeah. yeah. I go with the let it get go to shit and then every four years just replace it. <laughs> I will say with confidence that Lardo, when it was um, in, you know, in cart form, was the cleanest cart in Portland. Yeah. And, and do you think that had anything... Was it the uh, was it the attitude or that that had something to do with being so successful? Uh, I think um, good question. I don't know. I was just a professional, you know. So I I, I treated um, I treated the cart, even though it was this tiny eight by ten, you know, sweat box. I treated it like it was my it was my per se, you know, my French laundry. I uh, it was clean. We washed our hands. We treated customers well. We were. We were pros. I, that's just kind of like, I don't know. That's just the way. That's just the way it has to be. But you know, but there are a lot of carts out there, and a lot, a lot of, of them aren't operating. Or, yeah, and, I, and it's no indictment to them. I'm just saying. No, I, but not the a, example I saw was you versus how many carts were in the Good Food Here? Oh, maybe eight. I don't know, sixteen, maybe fifteen. Okay, so out of sixteen, one guy was there scrubbing not for fifteen minutes, but for two hours. Yeah. Every, <laughs> and, and hosing everything off, and yeah. this was. This was after you start, and I don't think a lot of people know this. Very few would know this. You started that pa, that cart with a partner. You, Lardo wasn't just yeah. you. <clears throat> That's right. Uh, moved here in two, whatever it was, oh nine, and uh, didn't didn't have a plan for what I was going to do. But I, I had uh, from Vermont. I had guys that were um, interested in making the jump, moving because they were, you know, they had nothing holding them to Vermont. They didn't have any family or uh, responsibilities, so. I reached out to um, Adam. <clears throat> he was my, he was one of my cooks for the. Uh, let's see, I was at Shelburne Farms for four years. He worked for me for three of those four years, and um, and I just reached out to him. Uh, I knew he had, you know, no real plans, and I knew he had some dough. So I was like, um, "How would you feel about coming out to Portland and maybe we doing a project together?" At the time, it was going to be a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Until I realized that 
you know, I didn't have any money or friends or <laughs> just kind of realized that. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I, I can't, I can't open a restaurant. I don't, I don't have any money. So, uh, the but cart, it's Portland, Oregon. Yeah. The cart presented itself as a way to do that with very low cost of entry, low risk. Um, and it was my wife's idea. So there you go. Oh, Green yeah, light. that helps. <laughs> <laughs> and then like fast forward to a year later when, you know, she's supporting us and I'm never home and she's like, yeah, maybe that wasn't a good idea. But I, it I took you a to while to, to get out of it. So Yeah. So Adam, uh, he was with me for the, I don't even know if it was a year. Um, and there were some real problems. You were like, in a, I remember it was a yeah. dilemma for you on how to deal with it. Yeah, it was difficult because he was a friend. Um, but it just wasn't, it wasn't working out from the beginning and I didn't know why. Um, but, uh, it turned out he had a, just a horrible drug problem, which I thought he had kind of addressed and, and, uh, you know, sort of overcame or at least was managing, um, until it sort of resurfaced again. And then he had to, you know, we, I just, he had to go basically. I mean, it was horrible. And he didn't so, want to just go. No. No, he felt like, I think he felt he was entitled to, you know, a certain portion. And I was like, dude, you used, you know, drugs while you were working. Our landlord knows it. The people in, you know, our, the people that share the building, uh, you know, in our commissary space know it. And so now it's kind of like, uh, I can't even help you. You know, you're just kind of in default in so, so many, our lease, you know, our, our, our partnership agreement. So it was like, you know, just had to go. And yeah, it got a little, it got a little um, contentious, but it didn't last long. And you persevered. Yeah, you got through it. Got through it. Yeah, and he's, uh, from what I heard, we don't stay in touch, but I hear he's doing well. Moved back to New Jersey, I think, or you know, in New York. Good. Back, yeah, sure. So then you meet Kurt. Met Kurt through you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, my pleasure. That was. Fun. I mean, I was, you know, and I was trying to get in touch with him, and I w- we had some back and forth, but you know, he's. He's, uh, he was very busy, hard to nail down. I don't think he had anyone helping him, you know, go through his inbox at all. Cause and, he, <laughs> he does the now. Ir- the irony <laughs> is that I said, I think I can set up a, a meeting with Kurt. And the only reason I knew Kurt was because I sent him a <laughs> crazy letter oh, of... Foster Burger. Yeah, a crazy letter of complaint about Foster Burger. And you know what? That's the kind of guy Kurt is. He responded and we became friends after that because <clears> he said, you know, I think what you're saying is pretty valid. Thank you. Yeah, and that's the way to take criticism. I think as a restaurant, and by the way, I'm not a critic, but I had I thought I had a valid point that he should consider. Yeah, you did, and he took him, and he ended up making making changes. Right. So I still, you know what? It's really cool. So from that day, he would respond to any time I try to contact him, and even to this day, he's a really busy guy. So I really have a lot of respect for Kurt. Yeah, Uh, he was he's completely transparent as can be. You know, as, as d- was demonstrated when he appeared on this podcast in January, uh, he'll talk about anything. Yeah. yeah. And what, what I find interesting about your, your story, Rick, is that uh, Kurt went through something. It sounds very similar where he had an out or a falling out with his partner in France. Of course, is in France. So it might be a little bit different. But he had that perspective that you probably have of going through that time where you had to part ways. How is that all going to go down? So yeah. he could uh, sympathize with you a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, Kurt. Um, his willingness to talk about, talk openly about his failures and, and, you know, be honest about it and, and, and say that, you know, you learn, you learn from a failure more than you do from a success. Right. And he'll, he'll be the first person to openly discuss, uh, 
you know, in a very self-deprecating way that, you know, he doesn't have all the answers and then he takes chances and sometimes they work. Oh, so speaking don't. of that, oh. segueing into uh, into <clears throat> that, we talked to Kurt about your yeah. your kind of dispute right now that's going on with one of the original investors yeah. uh, at Lardo, the original Lardo on Hawthorne, as I understand yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks, and, I almost forgot about that for five minutes. Yeah, well, we won't let you forget. <laughs> but, uh, no, so Kurt talked about it. That was a couple of months ago, right? Uh, almost a couple of months ago. Yeah. Now, anything anything new on that front? And why don't you, <clears throat> again, because to... we can't assume that everybody knows what that dispute yeah. is, just kind of give us an overview. I will. I'll have to, I guess I'll have to be careful because I don't know how much I can say about it. without. I, without, I don't want another lawsuit. You know, that would be awesome. Nobody listens to this podcast. We, uh, Come we on, would, Rick. Actually, that would be good because that would get, <laughs> that would get us a little bit of press. You guys right. Right. Uh, yeah, my, um, um, took on a uh, an equity partner at, at at Lardo Hawthorne back when we were trying to raise money. Um, you know, it was basically like I sold my cart for money. I, I reached out to friends and family. My sister, a neighbor, put in some money. It was just one of those kind of like very nice community building efforts. You know, like. It was cool because people believed in Lardo. They believed in me, and they and they wanted to be a part of it, which I love. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, sharing ownership to me is, you know, that's just a great way to to build a business. So, um, um, so this gentleman uh, reached out and said he was interested in investing. He was already an investor in Oven and Shaker, so he kind of was a proven quantity. So. Was Oven and Shaker open open at that point? E- yeah, I thought you opened before that. I think they 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 op- they opened just a very briefly before me, right. a couple of months, maybe a month. Somewhere, you know, it might be really cool. Somewhere, I have a picture in Chef's Table offices of the whiteboard and all the projects oh, were going yeah, on. Yeah. And L- L- Rick, Rick, or I don't know if it said Rick or Lardo <laughs> was at the bottom. Yeah. So it'd be kind of interesting <laughs> to come up with that picture sometime. Yeah, I'd like to see that. That's that's great. Um, where was I? So. Well, we went back and forth, back and forth. We finally ended up um, agreeing to uh, to ten percent. Original investment was twenty five thousand, a little over six twenty five six. So if I if I know my Shark Tank correctly, that values the business at two hundred fifty thousand right off the bat. Is that how that works? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Sure. It was one store at the right. at the time. It was risky because we didn't know how it was going to do. But um, yeah. So there we were, and um, you know, just. Over time, the relationship just uh, got, you know, it kind of deteriorated. And um, so it wasn't like your sister. My, no. It wasn't, wasn't like your sister. My, 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 my relationship with my sister just started at, at deteriorating. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to reference that. I just meant a sister, a generic. Yeah, no. So it was different. Um, and I'm only kidding. I have a great relationship with my sister. Who we yeah, might, ma- imagine might, Chris if he didn't. <laughs> we might see her in Italy. Oh, we'll get back to that. That's later. great. I hope we do. So, um, fast forward to right, you know, in October, when he launched a lawsuit, making all kinds of claims, and um, and you know, saying he's going to force a buyout for two of the locations for one point six million dollars. I mean, it just it just went nuclear very fast. You know, and I just never even thought and, I'd ever and be in this. Place. As I understand it, and I don't, I don't think I can get in any hot water by mentioning this. You can decide not to respond, but as I understand it, the reason for the problem was that you guys, when you opened the new location up on North Williams, yeah, um, you used some of the, used the sure. the Hawthorne location as collateral for some of the 
right alone there and so Which that's he where he signed his, off on right okay so now and then to claim that he didn't have any um knowledge of that project is you know just that's that's the part that's so that intrigues so me. i guess the claim is since there was collateral <clears throat> used since he was on the hook yeah or then he wants part of that yeah and we we rolled him into downtown as well i mean we took we took funds from Lardo Hawthorne to open downtown, and um, but w- since we used funds from that store, and he's a ten percent owner of that store, we made him a ten percent owner in downtown as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So how's it going? A, so when we talked to, when we talked to Kurt, Kurt's <clears throat> feeling was, you know, we'll handle this, we'll get through it. It's like, and that's Kurt. That's where he references. His relationship in in France in, in Lyon, yeah, right. So, um, yeah. and but what he was concerned with was you as mm. his partner and his friend, and because you are taking, you know, it's 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 emotional. It's an emotional, <clears throat> right? So I am you. definitely on the emotional side of this uh, of this um, legal battle because it's because it's mine. You know, and because I built it and because I'm very proud of it. And I think that regardless of the missteps that we made, you know, the bakery is costing us money. Um, made a mistake by taking this guy on as an equity partner. You know, that's the first mistake we made. Um, but, yes, I'm emotional about it. You know, and, and, and Kurt has more experience and he has more more of a... Um, more of a frame of reference for, for this kind of thing. You know, being sued is something that, that he's been, you know, it's been part of his, uh, part of his life. <clears throat> um, and he's been great and he is concerned about me. And that's why I value him as a partner and a friend because he, he, he genuinely is uh, concerned for me, my family and the staff at Lardo. And we all want to get through it, you know? And if, you know, if you'd have asked me six months ago, if we'd have been, you know, still battling, and still going. Oh, this has been going on that long? Oh, yeah. Because it just hit, I think it hit Eater in uh, November, December. It was October. Oh, it was October. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, any, you know, I understand, you know, partnerships uh, go south, things don't work out, but you settle, you, you, you find some kind of, you know, rational way out. You, you, you pick a number and, and, and then you, you fight over that number for a little while and then eventually... Both parties are a little unhappy, right? Isn't that the 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 sign of a good agreement? Both mm-hmm. parties walk away a little pissed off. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not happening because <laughs> one of the parties I, won't budge, you know, and it's just very frustrating. And it's um and he doesn't have a personal <clears throat> dispute with you, right? No, not me. No. Um, you know the sadly the person that he wants to hurt, you know, is Kurt, and um, but he's he's hurting me. So and he keeps saying in the press how he likes me and he respects me, but. Uh, that's, um, I guess if you, if you way. say that and you mean it, then put a little <laughs> tough way to show it. Um, yeah, so that's where we're at. It is, uh, just, it's been the most, uh, it's, it's just a soul sucking, horrible experience, you know, and it, it occupies, um, a lot of my energy and a lot of my time. I, I want to focus on good things. Grasset two is opening, you know, and I'm, I'm super excited about it somewhere on, on, in the layers mm-hmm. of, you know, there's a cloud over over um, our business right now, and I want it to clear. Um, but and you know what's you know what's um, interesting about that is that a lot of people just look at 
Lardo and you see all the people out there and you go, wow, look at that. And yeah. they almost would consider you lucky, right? And But it's a lot of hard work. And yeah. if you, and one of the things I wanted to, by asking you the question about Adam, you know, back at the cart, it hasn't been easy for you. It hasn't no. just been a cakewalk. Open up a, a food cart, serve some great sandwiches, and mm, they're delicious. Yeah. And then there's also the misconception that because you have a line out the door, you're just, you know, Making money you're hand over roll, fist. Yeah, you're yeah. just knitting sweaters out of $100 bills. <laughs> one you know, day. Next time, one day. would you bring that in? And st- I like I, the hat. But. I'm sure there's a website that sells those. <laughs> right. I, I think about this, Rick, and like just try to put myself in your situation, just the way you described this. The, the closest thing I can think about this is a random letter somebody might get from their bank saying that you know you've, you've, your identity has been stole, or, or a couple weeks ago my wife's credit card information got stolen. So for a little bit, we had to shut everything down. Yeah. We have no idea how much money had just <clears throat> exited our bank account. And this is just a, probably just a minor part of what you're going through, where this is this is your life. This is your life's work, at least yeah. for the past five, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. And to have it in limbo this way with a guy, it doesn't sound like he's willing to do anything to help anybody out. And by the way, it probably, I don't know him at all. I don't know anything. Yeah. I'm just, I'm speaking generally right. here. Probably doesn't need that the money he's fighting over. I'm guessing it's, it's not right. going to make a big difference in right. his life. Well, I mean, now, and that is not anything personal. I don't know him at all. I'm right. just saying my experience is those people who fight the hardest right. probably got there because they fought the hardest. Yeah, and your I think your instincts are good on that. Um, you know, behind every nasty lawsuit is an angry person who's letting anger, ego, and pride guide their decisions and honestly the only the only people that are happy when you do that is the lawyers and you know it's just not a it's not a healthy path you know i just want to i've always kind of <clears throat> tried and there, to and there's nothing you can say here that you haven't said to on the phone personally direct yeah to try to finish this yeah yeah it's been uh it's, it's been frustrating process, for yeah. you and i've tried to you know i've always tried to um and you've known me a, a long time now. I mm-hmm. mean, relative to long. Um, relative to long. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I try to run my business, um, our business, and treat our employees, our customers, our vendors, and our investors all with a tremendous amount of respect and integrity. Um, I, the things that are important to me, you know, are food quality quality of service and honestly like i money's not that important to me right it's not what of course it's important right i have kids i have uh, you know i have i have to things that in my extent, life yes money's important but it's not what gets me out of bed in the morning and gets me working my butt off every day you know it's because i love it you know as trite as that sounds i i genuinely love what i do and um that's it, the hardest part. But if people know you and just spend a little... I was at Lardo on the weekend. And you can see, you know, you change up your taps <clears> every <throat> week. Where, you know, you're doing a lot of collaboration. And you're not doing that because it's making you any more money. It's doing no. it, You're doing it because it's what you... It's yeah. where, where your heart is in the store. You're doing chef witches. Well, yes, because there's there's charity involved. But it's fun for you to have a new chef in every month. Sure. And, but I, see, sandwich. I see that stuff is like I it's like um investing in a community, right? It's like right. planting a garden. Mm-hmm. And so planting a garden, it adds value to your property. And that's what I think we do every day at Lardo and Grassa. 
Um, I mean, I wake up every day with the feeling like this could all go away tomorrow, right? So I don't get complacent and I don't, I don't, I don't rest on our successes. I just, we just do it because it's fun, you know? And I love working with Nick Sherman. He's, he's I was just thinking at this minute, that second, I was just thinking, tell me about Nick because he's been with you from the get-go. He was at Oven and Shaker yeah, he, he when you started, Oven right? and Shaker, he was a right. GM there. Uh, he started with Kurt before, I think before there was an actual chef's table. I think Nick is employee one. At chef's table, I think so. Even before, Jessica and he's your right hand man. There's, there's yeah, no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, he's We're... he's my best friend now, and it's you know where he's my family. So we uh, we have a tremendous amount of fun. And in the last, you know, in the past months, the the fun there's been less fun because. Um, we're, we're, we're both dealing with it, managing the stress of this situation, but and um, keeping it away from the rest of the, from the employees and just making sure everything yeah. runs. That's not but their it's problem. It's affecting everyone. You know, everyone knows something's up because I walk in and I'm not the same guy and you know, Nick is, Nick is managing it with me. And in the end, I'd rather, I'd rather be go, I'd rather go through this, you know, situation with him than without him. You know what I mean? As much as it's, you know, been trying. Uh, so yeah, he's great. He's great. So what makes what makes him great? Uh, he uh, he kind of approaches his work the same way I do. You know, he's just tireless, and he doesn't complain about it. He just loves it. You know what I mean? And 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 he's got he's full of great ideas, and um, we're constantly thinking of ways to make things better. I think that's the that's the bottom. And line. so he'd been around a while dancing. What made him love either? Both you and Orlardo so much that he said, "This is where I'm going to stay." Because it's been three years now, if I'm correct. Three, yeah, or Luke Gottlieb he... was our opening manager at Hawthorne, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then he he, oh, he left when you opened downtown. That's when Nick. Yeah, I think Luke camp. sort of saw it as uh, Lardo wasn't going in the same direction that he wanted to be a part of mm-hmm. multi-unit. You know, he didn't want to be part of. I don't think he really wanted to be part of something that was you know, going to be <clears throat> two or three or four or whatever store. So he saw the writing on the wall and said, thanks for the memories. And and then he left. And then that's when I met Nick through Kurt. And we just kind of hit it off right away. Um, I think it was at downtown and we were trying to put a, uh, uh, we were trying to uh, put this image up on our soffit, huge image that was just, it, it actually came out very blurry, right? And we're all, we're with the designer, and we're with <laughs> we're with the actual people that made this image, and um, you know we're all kind of standing there looking at it, like trying to dance around the the I'm subject. Like it's it. just terrible. Like it. And Nick walks in, and I don't think I had met him once before, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I hate that." <laughs> <laughs> and from that moment on, I knew. Uh, I knew he was a good guy to have on that. Well, team. you need someone to be able to say those hate those yeah. things when you're, you know, you're a nice guy. It's not. I don't think it's easy for you to just cut to the chase, it, especially considering you're from Connecticut. People yeah. cut to the chase there pretty yeah. much, but but not me. He, you know, not like he, I think you know. There's a certain amount of. Um, uh, I think there's a, a a liberating feeling when you're six 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 and. 280 pounds right you, you can kind of say whatever you want yeah yeah but he's like a gentle giant but you you know if you don't know him you're it's very intimidating mm-hmm. i mean he's huge right. beard lots I of got, tattoos i got a son like that so <laughs> uh, well it doesn't have the tattoos he's not that he's not as intimidating to me put it that yeah. way but, i'm more but, intimidated by your son than nick <laughs> <laughs> 
And then hopefully than me. I'm not. Yeah, he can. We miss Parker. Yeah, well, he's doing well. Um, uh, so All right, the bad stuff. Yeah, the bad we stuff. We get through the bad stuff? Well, no, I got one more. <laughs> oh, cool. I got one more. <laughs> just going to keep it going. <laughs> no, let's just, as long as it's there. Uh, and I know I've discussed it with you a little bit. Uh, minimum wage. Yeah. What's going on there with a store like you would store? Do you call them stores, restaurants? What do you, I, somehow, I call them stores. Yeah, somehow. The restaurants st- just, you know, builds up too much of an expectation. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote. That's right. the pull yeah. quote out of this restaurant. Um, shop is what we mostly shop. use. Right. Shop, right. Sandwich shop. Yeah, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the rounds to all the shops today. Okay. Yeah. Um, minimum. Wage, I don't know that I can speak to this as as um, articulately as my partner Kurt's been very vocal about it. Um, but I think I I mean I support it. I want everyone to have a livable wage. I just don't know. I don't know if if counter service suffers more than fine dining, or I think maybe. Um, yeah. We're going to have to raise our prices, right? I mean, and, and I guess I just don't understand the inequality of paying a front-of-the-house person 15 bucks an hour and then getting tips on top of that. So we're talking about potentially $21 an hour. There's still a great divide between the front and the back. But don't you know, they have to give some kind of tip credit then to equal, well, there's even no, it out? Well, there's, I guess there's six or seven states right now that don't have a tip credit. We're one of them. So yeah, that was that was the most confusing part for me. And it wasn't until maybe just a few weeks ago, because I'm I'm talking with people making the argument about this only to realize that in Portland, they're making minimum wage plus tips. Right. Because there's not a tip credit that would either make them share or have pay them less to. Right. The, you know, I can't remember what that one's called, but like I was just like, holy cow. So they're ma- they are making minimum wage, which, you know, c- could always go up, could be argued. But at the same time, there are these certain people that are making tips, and there are other people in, in the back of the house that aren't. Yeah, right. So there's a, the <clears throat> people in the back of the house are the ones, who, and right. the front of the house works hard too. Right. Yeah. But but the people in the back of the house are really working hard, and they're making eleven, twelve dollars an hour on a you know, some of them on a good day. Right. And uh, and the other folks out front, again, no disrespect to a great server. Maybe disrespect to a bad server. Oh, but at, with counter service, though, I mean, our model is such that there isn't really right. You have you know you have someone on the registry, you have someone pouring drinks, and when it's super busy, there's someone running food and helping out wherever, bussing tables and stuff like that. But but your model was built around that, right? Right. So it's a that's low one labor of the reasons model. you could have opened Grasa. Yeah, not and necessarily Lardo, but Grasa you could have opened and had waiters had servers. Right. Yeah, and we and we almost did because we were really worried, more so about the kind of um, how people perceive pasta versus a sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's harder to get somebody to stand in line and then wait for their food and then bus a table. Um, although at Grasa we bus tables, which um, you know that's a full that's a full body that we need just to do that, which um, you know. We also have to think about, you know, when when opening number two, like <clears throat> especially on Northwest Twenty Third. I worry about people um, with a counter service restaurant on Twenty Third. I mean, I don't yeah, know. you know, I walked into Pacific Pie and I expected that to be that kind of thing, and no, it was they had servers, and it's a couple of doors over from where you're going to be. Yeah, so we'll so, see. Um, um, yeah, well, you may have to. I don't know if you'll have to change your model. I think you're well known enough that people. Probably in Northwest have been to the West End. Yeah. And no, I don't no. know. But so. the good thing is it'll be more, you know, the, we have three booths at um, 
the first Grasa downtown, and um, the rest of it is all communal. Um, so uh, Northwest Twenty Third will be a lot more comfortable. There'll be more booths. So um, and are they and twice as many seats? The older I get, <laughs> the more I'm looking for a cushion. How much? How much foam we talking here? <laughs> yeah. We're talking a lot of foam. No, it's we funny. went crazy I've, with the foam. I've noticed the last couple of days. I went to um, We're talking five inches, to, six I, inches. I was at uh, Navarra the other night, and I used to sit at that bar all the time, and I like it there. But I do remember the seats are like these little discs of hardwood. Yeah. And and I looked at them the other night and said, no, I want a table. And I never used to think that, but it's because yeah. I have, le- that's the only place I don't have padding. Yeah. And <laughs> so my question is when you say, well, this is a long way to get, geez. <laughs> do, are we going to bring my therapist in? Just lie down. That would be one of the two of you. <laughs> Very emotional podcast. But, <laughs> so uh, when you say more comfortable, when you have boots or, uh, are there more booths? Give, just give us a rundown of what Grasso 2 is going to look like. Yeah, so um, many more booths <clears throat> and twice as many seats in, in general. So Oh, it's a much bigger. Spot. Yeah, it's 80, 85 seats, I think. So wow. it's the biggest it's the biggest restaurant in the, you know, in our in our group of the Lardo Grasso family. So um, And what made you decide to go to Northwest? What was the decision there? It uh because you don't have a grass on the east side. Well, I think the idea is that we go, we open a restaurant where people are, and that's the recipe. That's for... usually a good idea. Right? Yeah. So all my lobbying for you to go out southwest, <laughs> I don't exist, right? So I, I, I'm not there. Well, you're only no, you're mean, only there half the time, anyway. Yeah, well, still, it's hard. I've never even. I don't think I've been where you live. You want? Well, Ever. no, I can't get so you out to Manzanita even think either. About it. It's impossible. <laughs> just so people know, this guy's working so hard. But I've been to Northwest 23rd. I've been asking 23rd. you to come out for years, <laughs> just to, just for a day, a day trip. I've seen I've seen the foot traffic. I've seen the other businesses, you know, and uh, so it feels like, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a slam dunk. I just think that it's a, it's a better risk than, say, North Williams. Right. Which is, you know, emerging. Really? So you don't think there are a lot of people there to draw from? Because it's They're, not far to go over from, come over from Alberta or somewhere there to North Williams. Yeah, it's just not, it just hasn't happened yet. And it's getting better, but it just hasn't fully emerged. There's lots of growth, there's lots of buildings, there's, there's stuff happening, but um, yeah, it was a risk. Hmm. I, I, f- I find that interesting because Tasting Sons is packed mm. all the time, right? So Yeah, but I think that's, you know, that's, Gorm has sort of like, He's got a draw that I, I think that Lardo doesn't. You know, I think that we at some point we have to be realistic about what the limitations of, of the brand is, right? I mean, it does. What are they? What do you think they are? Well, I think that Hawthorne works because it's a great location. Um, the downtown spot works because it's, again, it's another great location. Um, and it took a while to build that. But, I mean, there's density there and there's there's all the all the businesses and um and I don't know that uh, I don't know that Lardo has that that power to draw, like a like in a, in a neighborhood like North Williams. I don't know that it's the one that's going to change the neighborhood, right? I mm. mean, and I, that's just, and that's fine. But we we just kind of learned, we're learning as we go. Well, the neighborhood's we already changing, so <clears throat> right. Uh, I don't think any restaurant at this point is going to change it. I think they already did, and New Seasons is changing it. Right? Yeah. So, so I I believe in the neighborhood. I think it's going to be great. I just I think we're a year or two away from, you know, being serene. Did it uh, did it dial you back a little bit in terms of your aspirations for other markets? And because mm-hmm. I know you're thinking about Seattle and even 
yeah. other countries as well. Yeah. And, and so, so North Williams was, <clears throat> caused you to step back and go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we, let's be careful. And mm. let's, uh, yeah, let's pick, let's pick things like Northwest 23rd where, you know, that there is, in, you know, seemingly it's a less risky um, proposition. Shows you what I know because I'm thinking I'm looking at court. You yeah, know, it was out in Beaverton, right? Right, Beaver Beaverton Beaver Tiger, Tiger yeah. that area, yeah, yeah. and I'm out that way. And I think, boy, if anybody came out this way, it would be packed. But not, I guess, not necessarily. So See, I, I, I look, I look at that where it almost seems to me where the the franchise restaurants seem to do really well out there. I mean, you go to you go, that's how there are. I know. Well, I well I know that. And then, but then you, you have I'm in Progress Ridge, and there was a Fuddruckers right there. Granted, it was a it went under. I like Fuddruckers. Well, yeah, I it's, liked it's, it. It's decent. But then, then they bring in the uh, they replace the Fuddruckers with this uh, La Provence, and I and I first thought I'm like, oh, there's no way that this community is going to sustain it, and it's packed every single night. So I was I was wrong on that. I, I think there's a changing that's changing out uh, there what, if if the right stuff comes in. That's what I think. I think people if they get look at Taste Buds doing really well, right. Oh, yeah. It's the only thing in Multnomah Village that's <clears throat> new. I'll put it that way. You know, there's Renner's, which is good, and that's been there for a while. And one of my favorite sleepers, Otto and Anita's. Oh, we, uh, you, that's right. Yeah, the uh, that. Schnitzel House. Yeah. But, uh, and that does a good business. But Taste Bud is packed. And I, and I was glad to see that because if a, yeah. an artisan type business, not a chain, comes out there, it's good to see that it'll do well. And I mean, I love the idea of being out there. I think. I do think Lardo, I mean, Grasa especially would do well, especially given that it's such a family-friendly concept. Um, and a good takeout situation, yeah. too. And then I think about, I see that, I see the line of cars going to going north. <laughs> well, that's it, why I think it would do it well, because of the line of, ca- the, the line of cars <clears throat> going north. Because I, these days, the idea of getting on, on the I-5 to go eat yeah. is... It's a turnoff. And then I'm starting to think, where can I just go close? Right, right. right. Buy. Or go to some, as my place, or my kids say, let's go to a place that's fancy, Mom and Dad, which in their mind is Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you're we've trained we, this We've guy. trained them. We're, we're making that curve, but that but out on the west side, because we don't want to have to go into downtown, because yeah. at times the traffic is so bad, kind of ends up to be our only options. I end up at Verda Casino all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, and, Wait, that's Multnomah Village? No, it's just beyond that. It's in, um, oh, what's the name of that? It's escaping me right now. But, you know, it's right up the street from Multnomah Village. Yeah. Right up Capitol Highway. Keep going on Capitol Highway. Gotcha. I'll think of it in a second. Hillsdale. 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 Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but it's right there. So that's where, I, my, that's where my kids and I go. That's the default because we don't have to sit in traffic. Yeah. And I mean, and it, that was, this was never a factor until about a year ago when Hanshin shut down the contract with the city of Port or the Port of Portland and now we got all the trucks on the highway that oh. is what, what most of the traffic is from okay anyway that <laughs> started to get all political yeah, Chris that, wow. that studded tires so um <laughs> I always love to bring that up we we should uh we should take a brief moment here Chris uh, are you done with the bad news you done pounding Rick on the bad yeah, bad we're questions get, we're getting the good news now. let's let's uh, quickly here though let's talk about our uh, sponsor picnic yes it is have you heard about picnic Rick I have not all right picnic is this uh, do you Instagram at all yes heavily. okay think of picnic as the Instagram specifically for people creating awesome food in their houses and like all of us know people who like to 
make stuff and then show it on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Well, Picnic is just for that, but it takes it a step further where you have discussions about what was made. People ask questions, What you know? where did you get all this stuff? What can you, I do to make this better? So it's basically kind of a combination of Instagram and Reddit, which is you know the online forum where mm-hmm. pretty much anything goes. So I don't know that anything goes on Picnic, but I do know there's a lot of tasty looking food there. I set up an account the other day. Did you? I've yet. I I, I mean, you know, I cooked up some uh, chicken nuggets the other day. And, uh, I was thinking about posting that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a look good on there. <laughs> some oh, I, chicken nuggets what? and some mac and cheese. That's going to prompt mm. me to yeah. to get going on that app really soon, so yeah. I can see your chicken nuggets yeah. and your mac and cheese. The, the only challenge <laughs> I have is it's available for iPhone, right? And it's, on Android, you can you, you can, can use it on their web mobile, the browser on the mobile web. Yeah, but. Uh, but I I don't cook that much. I cook a little bit for myself once in a right. while. But and it that, never never looks that good to post. So that, but it, not for the professional then. It's not for it's not for me going into Lardo. I mean, I could do this on Instagram. It's not right. for me going into Lardo and say this sandwich is awesome, which I saw you actually do over the weekend, Chris. Yes. As you took a, it's it's for people who are making stuff in their own kitchens and posting saying, hey, this is you know the quinoa Moroccan some, chicken salad I made. And getting some good discussion yeah. about it, too. And, and then people are like, hey, you should try this instead. It's sharing of recipes. All right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of this uh, it's this foodie social network. And and the other two things that are great about them is they're Portland-based. Yep, and local company. And the second is they decided to support this podcast. Yep. So I, it couldn't be any better P-I-Q than that. P-I-Q, N-I-Q is what you want to search. Oh, I right. see. So, thanks. So, anyway, we're back. We're back. With Rick Ciancarelli. I, I think I like this interview better than the last one anyway. So I'm yeah, glad. Way, I'm, I'm, it's way more interesting, this one. You think so? <laughs> what was that? What, so what, one of the three of us. We're 45 minutes in and he yeah. has not said that Are word 45 yet. 45 minutes? Okay, I'm yeah. Not, yeah. Not, uh, I'm not going to say it. So why don't the three of us talk about what we disliked most about the last one? <laughs> and we'll go from there. Yeah, I just well, not, I don't even remember it that I much. don't remember it either. I think you know what I think I was be, that was a, a stage where I was starting to get a little casual. I like courts. <laughs> I like I like the new dynamic here. I like it a lot. I do too. Well, thank you. I think it's great. I <laughs> no, to me it's uh it's nice to have some <clears throat> courts perspective. Yeah. He's a professional and uh you know, I get face it. I get lost sometimes. This is yeah. something I've been. He's been doing this. For I, a I also time. like the fact that because you know I do I do regular radio on Kink. I do the morning show, but and we do breaks maybe that are four minutes long at the at the longest. Right. So to be able to come in here and just ramble, right. you have forty five minutes. Have good, uh, on, you have a good radio voice. I, well, I I try not to be too radioy. But it's but, like that's I think some people naturally just have that. Do you yeah. listen to Kink? Because I, no, I started but, listening again now that I know Corey. Yeah, listen again. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wait, again. Is, is it a? Do you do a? Uh, I do music. The, I do the. Yeah, it's morning. It's it's. Uh, I do the morning show. One hundred one point nine. One hundred one point nine. All right, I'll listen. Yeah, to it's it. it's uh, adult alternative is kind of. It's the, the station I listened to when I moved to Portland. That yeah. was like PLR, right. right? You come from. You oh, I remember WPLR. WPLR, yeah. So it was kind of like PLR, and uh, they do a little more. Well, things have evolved anyway in ten yeah. years in radio. So when I was uh, a kid, I used to I used to practice. Uh, I used to drive a '73 uh, Super Beetle, and I only had AM, so I used to listen to Howard Stern. Oh, yeah. I had what? What and color was Don it? Imus? It was a uh, like bright blue. Oh, mine was a bright orange. I had Semi- a seventy seventy three Super Beetle. I, I had a sixty nine <laughs> automatic uh, stick shift. Got us. And that was my and and so um, the bug club right in here. <laughs> yeah, and so my friend's father was into painting cars. He yeah. was, and he had old Model Ts and stuff. So said we'll paint your car, and um, we we painted it like a brown. Very se- early seventies, right? A brown and. But his father's car was taking up the garage, 
and he wouldn't pull that out to put mine in after it was painted, <laughs> so we left it on the street at night, and there was dew. There were there was dew, so my car always had this little speckled <laughs> thing. Anyway, so music. You're really into music. What was mm. your what what when you were growing up? What were you first into? What, uh, what do you remember? <clears throat> well, I had an older I older siblings. That was the that yeah, was my, the real my gateway to good music. My music a lot. So. I had a I have a sister that's 11 years older than me. I had a brother that's 13 older uh, years older than me. So um, between the two of them, I was exposed to just you know I didn't listen to kids. I didn't listen to bad music at all because they listened to some great stuff, the classic 70s like. rock. Like my first my first real um, experience was Frampton Comes Alive. My okay. sister had it on vinyl, and he she also saw him at Madison Square Garden in 1977. So he was my first hero. I saw him in 76. Okay. Or 75. Really? 75 in Hartford at the Colt Stadium there. No kidding. With Gary Wright playing with, you know, remember? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, oh, I almost said it. <laughs> hey, but you're starting to get to the Z. Yeah, you know, you, you, I don't even think you got that far. <laughs> so, uh, Peter Frampton, what else? What other concerts do you remember? Because I, I, well, I didn't this go. You, I, didn't, I couldn't go. Well, but still, you young. remember it. I was still 10. I was 11, oh. but I didn't go to the show, but I listened to the music like crazy. And then my next, I think the next thing I had was uh, uh, a Kiss album, Kiss Destroyer. And I also had Led Zeppelin, uh, I guess you call it three, right? Mm -hmm. Right. The guy on the, the wizard. And um, th yeah, that <coughs> Look at Court when you're talking about music. He's more of the music guy than I am. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. So anyway, that was that's how it started. And then, so my brother passed away. He was 26. He died of, uh, of uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Wow. Um, and so by, by default, somehow I inherited all of his music, eight tracks, vinyl. And that was like, that was my world. You know, all of that music was, that's all I was going to listen to. Cause I, my so if he was, if he was 26 when <laughs> he passed away, you were 13. Yeah. That was, oh, so that's your formative. That's, that's when you're deciding kind of yeah. what kind of music you're going to be almost from there on out Yep, to, and to a was, large degree. And it was all of the, it was just like. Yes, and Jethro Tull, and The Who, and James Gang, and the list goes on and on and, and on. you're not, when when you're spinning records at Grasa, those are not the, no. those are not the records that we're hearing. It's, you're, no, I mean, you've got a lot of knowledge of some new stuff, or is that yeah. everyone else's influence on you? No, I mean, between Nick and I, we, we bought all of the records for Grasa, and we'll continue to buy all of the records for Grasa, too. He's got great taste. Um, we we just kind of go shopping together and get excited about you know new and old stuff. I just don't know that a lot of the old classic stuff doesn't work in that room for Grasso One, so much as you know we listen to hip hop and we listen to some some uh, garage stuff and some metal, um, and we just I mean there's something for everyone in that in that collection. You know you need to become more tech friendly, and I'll tell you why. Because a few years ago when I first started listening to Spotify. Yeah, I was on Facebook, and you had you. I don't think you knew to check the box that didn't that said don't, don't share, share this with everybody. So I was on Spotify, and I said I don't want to do that because every song you played would show up on my. Yeah, Facebook. no, I was aware of it. Oh, you were. Yeah, I wasn't sure of how to stop it, but I didn't <laughs> care because I was I was afraid that that was going to limit if I I wanted to see what everyone else was listening to. I like uh, that. Yeah, I, well, you can see that on Spotify itself. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. find somebody, but on Facebook, <clears throat> I remember thinking, I just don't want—I don't want to even risk that happening. That people are looking at every song I listen to oh, and really? annoying them. 
So I didn't do Spotify. I'm, back, I'm back into it now, and I really like it. See, I don't so think that's annoying at all. I think that sharing music is just um I think that's fun. I guess so. I know, but I, I, mean, I know there's something funny. I yeah. Like if I if I see like you're listening to Katy Perry, I'll, that's, I'll make fun of you. Yeah, I guess that I guess one might ask me that. <laughs> what what's the problem, Chris? <laughs> I I listen to Katy Perry. <laughs> I, I'm happy I got to girls. Admit, I got young girls. I, I'm happy to admit that if that came on right now, I wouldn't know. Yeah, you'd so, probably know. No, I don't think so. You would so, probably know, and you'd tap your toe, Chris. So a couple of things I want to do. I think we yeah. ought to mention in the podcast. Yes. As opposed to after, that if people share this podcast. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, uh, we encourage everybody to uh, share the podcast and review the podcast. Review it, but also if you do that and oh. you use the uh, share to win R-A-T-F yes. hashtag, right? Uh, and you share this one, and if there's anything in here you like that you want to quote any, quote out of it and share it, then we've got a Grasa or a Lardo, whichever one. Which one would you rather, or both? Maybe a Lasa or a Gardo. 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 <laughs> a Gardo gift Lassa. ticket. Yeah, or, um, uh, to, yeah, uh, one, yeah, both. Yeah, both. Sure. Okay. So so if you sh- if you share it and use the hashtag RATF, then uh, you'll go into a to the proverbially maybe that hat right there. And right. We'll, we'll draw somebody. And it's the week that this starts streaming, so it's from yeah. Wednesday to Tuesday, right. and then we'll pick on Wednesday and- then you'll get a personal note. You could even describe this yes. uh, podcast, and I don't, I don't think this would count against anybody. You could uh, describe it as that word that we're not going to use right now. The AM we word. don't count it on. Yeah, no, you can, you can okay. use any words you want when you're yeah, sharing please. the podcast. Please that, do. That's, that's fair. Yeah. So Italy. Let's talk Italy. a little bit about Italy. So um, I've been putting together these trips for a little while, and we're working with Customized Journeys, and uh, Ale Gardino there is um, Italian. Mm-hmm. She's a... She's got a place in Italy, uh, as I understand it, a really nice one. Oh. And when we were starting to plan Jose's trip again next year from Italia, Jose Chesa, she just said to me, do you know anyone who's Italian who would like to do a pizza and wine tour? And you immediately came to mind, and it didn't take long to go from that to a text to an email to a conversation. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I love it. I've been, um, my sister used to live in Naples. Well, she was there for like four years, and I got to visit with my uh, my my kids at the time were very young, so it was it was kind of crazy because <clears throat> traveling around with them at that time they were toddlers, you know. But um, uh, it was amazing. Uh, it was. Whoa! <laughs> it was it's awesome. only one. It's one. It we're awesome. tor- <laughs> we only have a few more minutes, so it's so it's gonna probably work out. <laughs> yeah. So my mother's side of the family is from uh, Naples. So the the just going back to that region, Campania is just is just awesome. The food, the wine, um, and then we're going down to Sorrento. And, start in Naples, right? right? And then we go to Sorrento. We're gonna um, we're gonna make mozzarella. We're gonna make pizza. We're gonna and, drink uh, some wine. We're gonna drink some wine. Hang out with you, which is hang out with fun. Me. Which sure. will, which will out which will balance the scales of hanging out with me. That's right. So. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be learning <laughs> Italian. Are you? Well. I'm going to try. Well, we'll all try. So yeah. that's what, September 2nd. You got some time. We have one one person in. One of the people who went on our trip to um, Spain last year is in on your trip. All right. To Italy. So we're, we got room. Um, so uh, that's what a port. I'm asking what? What? Portland Food Adventures on the PSA <laughs> International. If you want to come with us to uh, Italy, September 2nd, it's a week. Um, it's going to be a blast. 43.50, something like that yeah. uh, per person. And it's beautiful hotels. And Ale, as I said, from 
who's from Italy, who's been planning trips to Italy for years, assisted us with all the planning on this. So it's going to be a spectacular thing. And it's the first of three. Then we're with Aaron right after, which is going to be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I want to go to that one. Well, we talked about that. Of you, do kinda, I get a discount if I'm if I was one of the uh, absolutely you get a for... discount. <laughs> That's uh, the the I'm going to have a little card. You know how you have the Lardo sandwich card? Yep. I got a couple of cards for you. All right, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when does Grasso two open? April first. Wow, and you'll make it. Yeah. I, it's looking that way. I remember when you opened the original Lardo. So you never opened a restaurant before. I've opened it for other for right for, but for other people. That one was new, the first Lardo. Yeah. And it, I went down there the day it opened, and it was like literally five minutes of eleven, <laughs> and the drills were still going everywhere, <laughs> and the and, <laughs> and, and literally a quarter a quarter of eleven. You opened at eleven. Yeah. There were no umbrellas in the the, the holes were still being drilled in the picnic tables to yeah. put the umbrellas in the picnic table. Our contractor Tim Menser was still out in the in the um. You know, on our patio with uh, sawhorses and just putting the right, it, and it literally it, that it, pig out it, sign went up m- it, minutes before we opened. It was like watching it was like watching one of the food shows on TV where they have to put in a restaurant. It was literally at ten fifty nine fifty nine. Everything got moved apart, and then the tickets started oh, rolling man, as though as though never. You've been doing it for years. <laughs> it was just like the tickets started rolling. Mine was the first one. Yeah. That, I have I have the distinction of having the <clears throat> ordering the first Lardo sandwich ever, not at yep. the food cart. Yeah, photos to prove it. Yeah, photos. <laughs> and then I got I had the first one downtown. Yep. I missed no, I don't think I missed the other one. No, I think I missed Grassa. I don't think you I got Grassa. Yeah. But, but what freaked me out was that it was it wasn't so much that we weren't full I mean, it didn't matter that we were still kinda like putting the place together. I didn't care about that. It was the line that was forming at ten thirty <laughs> right. that started to freak me out. That that started like my heart was gonna beat. It's out not of how my you're chest. supposed to open a restaurant. I I remember back speaking of PLR, the, my radio days in in New Haven. Uh, some f- guy I knew was opening a place called Kansas City Barbecue Heaven. He had one location in East Haven that was kind of like Lardo. It was doing mm-hmm. really well. Then he decided to expand to this big big place in Wallingford. And what he didn't know and we didn't know was just through a soft opening. And we were yeah. he was advertising it on the morning show. <clears throat> yeah. Like for three weeks in advance doing live reads. There were lines around the block the first day, right? Everybody had to have this cr- crazy barbecue. And uh, after a week, there was nobody. nobody. Yeah. Because oh, no. they, they had, everybody at lunch had to wait an hour and a half for their food. And right. That was the end of that. That'll do it. Yeah. That's so, what scared us most about expanding to downtown that we knew that Hawthorne was so busy and the kitchen was so small and we were trying like hell to get our ticket times under 30 minutes. But on, at Hawthorne, it's a little more forgivable, right? I mean- You're hanging like, out. Yeah, yeah no, no one had jobs on the, in the Southeast for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still the case? Have you elevated your clientele to people with jobs? <clears throat> we might have. Or, or either way, we've gotten our ticket times down to 15 think, minutes, so think, we don't have to worry about it. I think you're down, and I'll tell you why. I was there with my dog the other day, and he wasn't yeah. the only dog there. So it's people with dogs <laughs> now. And thank you for the uh, scraps. Yeah. That, Oakley uh, ate well. He always eats well. I'll tell you what, he knows when we're going to Lardo. <laughs> and uh, it's usually after a long drive in from the coast, so by yeah. the time we get there, he's just Pork he's belly. ready. But he, I was 
so happy the other day when we got out of the car and he knew we were there. He smelled yeah. it. Oh, yeah. He was just looked so happy. His, he was had a big smile on his There's face. There was a lot of dogs there that uh, well, yesterday, right? I think it was uh, Saturday. Uh, oh, Saturday. yeah, Saturday, yeah. Saturday. A lot of dogs. More than usual. Yeah, there were, and there was a pit bull right nearby who was... The people were trying looking to keep an eye the, on him to make sure that Oakley wasn't pork. Yeah, Oakley <laughs> wasn't pork belly. So, uh, anything else that I'm missing that you want to mention? Because uh, we're got Grasa two lawsuit, <laughs> um, Italy. Yeah, we covered it all. I think we're good for now. We'll have <laughs> you back. We'll we'll see what happens. That was fun. Thanks for having me. And good luck with really seriously. Thank I you. I mean this. Good luck with that problem. Thank I you. Hope I hope it goes away it. soon. Me too. And every, you know, honestly, everyone, there's been such great uh, support. Uh, I get emails and calls from friends, um, you know, in the business and, and not in the business. Just like, you know, feels good. Feels good that people are uh Well, you know, one thing out. I was going to say, and I'll <laughs> say this, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass here. I, when you were talking before um, about the support that you've had. Yeah. There's nobody that doesn't like you. In, that I know of. I've I never know, heard anybody. I know one. I've never. <laughs> well, yeah, but I've never heard anybody talk shit about you ever. No. And I and and that's good here's, to hear. And so I know quite a few people out there, and my son used to work for you, and so he had a kind of an inside track. Yeah. And um, everybody somehow it's really hard to be a person that every most everybody likes. We can't say everybody, no, but I I don't know anybody who doesn't like you. Well, thank you. I, I, I that means a lot to me, especially now. You know, I mean, I like to hear that. Well, I, I think. We, what about Tommy? To, <laughs> I think <laughs> at Funk Sandwich. <clears throat> I think we're okay. Yeah, good. I just thought I think I, we're okay. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't mean, know. hey, we, you I, know, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's competitive, but it's. Uh, have you guys you know, ever? Have you ever had a beer together? I don't think he'd sue me. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, that's that's a good benchmark. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, that's we, a good another yeah. poll quote. <laughs> Yeah, we've had lunch together. We've, Good. You know, we're, he's a nice guy. And interestingly nice enough, guy. you're both the two, and I can't say you're the two sandwich guys because there's meat, cheese, bread. There are a lot of great sandwich places. But yeah. you two guys who are doing what you're doing or, you know, people yeah. viewing the same thing, he, you're both from Connecticut. We're both from Connecticut. We both worked in New York for, you know, he worked for Mario. I worked for Todd. Um, we have a lot of, uh, he comes from a fine dining background, as do I. We're both in counter service sandwich restaurants now he has another project with uh pizza jerk right my other project is is pasta so the yeah the um the similarities are uh are many and i feel like a, he's a kind of like a kindred spirit yeah he's a good guy he is a good guy yeah for sure thank you for being a good guy and coming <clears throat> in appreciate thank it you. twice you well, had to do two twice. podcasts to First have it stream once yes <laughs> Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Intro music by Ariel Varinas. Find links to her music in the show notes section. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. 